Hello, good morning. Welcome to a fantastic day. We are here today on September 29th, 2023, and we are blessed. So, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi, what are you thankful for today? I know I certainly woke up and did my gratitude practice uh, while I let my dogs out. The days are getting shorter, so things are a little bit different in the morning. I'm waking up at the same time, but it's dark out. But still, I get an opportunity to look at the stars and give thanks there. Directly with the clarity of light of the stars is pretty cool. So today, um, let's start off with a quote from Meditations from the Road. Road Less Travel. It says, life is what happens when you've planned something else. And I just thought that was simple, straight to the point, and very relevant. So today I want to continue on talking about Stoicism and uh, dive a little bit deeper into Zeno, uh, and as he's known as Zeno of Sidium. So the Stoicism, as we define it, or as Wikipedia defines it, is a school of Hellenistic philosophy that it flourished in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Stokes believed that the practice of virtue is enough to achieve uh, eudaimonia, a well-lived, flourishing life. And um, I mentioned before yesterday about the crossover between the Eastern and Western philosophies, and it's hard not to note that. Um, And today I want to talk a little bit about Zeno's role as the foundational figure, but as... um, you know, we look at the origins of Zeno. He was born in Sidium, Cyprus, around 334 BC, and he um, was born after the uh, the Hellenistic period. So, uh, the Hellenistic period is time in the Mediterranean after classical Greece, in between the death of Alexander the Great and the death of Cleopatra the seventh um and this was followed by the emergence of the roman empire and um so just to put into context um you know during the hellenistic period the greek cultural influence and power really reached its peak in the mediterranean and beyond uh, prosperity and progress in the arts, literature, theater, architecture, music, mathematics, philosophy, and science characterized the era. So just to give you a brief kind of understanding of um, you know, Zeno's and, and how he kind of came into this, um, this era. This was actually uh, at, at the rise of the Hellenistic kingdoms um, after Alexander Great's death so he was right in the midst of all of this i said it was after but i meant um it was right in the midst of it we're just learning along the way so he was um you know right in the the richness of a lot of the rise of a lot of these um these 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 cultural significance significances and including philosophy but Zeno was a merchant and he he uh, fell into uh, upon a shipwreck and during this fateful journey near Athens um, he uh, basically lost all his money upon this financial shipwreck so that basically began a philosophical journey and at an Athenian bookstore so he started studying under um, Crates the cynic philosopher he was a cynic 
um, but his emphasis was on simplicity and asceticism. So he had other exposure, you know, through the, you know, being able to study these books and having this fateful shipwreck that put him in the right place at the right time. Um, and under different philosophical traditions of Majarian, Platonic, and others. And you can imagine that some of these uh, other traditions had been influenced by Eastern philosophy to a high degree. Because, you know, over time, ideas flow, you know, east to west and then west to east. And, you know, we see that um, even now. Um, some of the, the things that are going on in the Eastern world were influenced by the West. You know, obviously some of the technological progress and, and things like that. But um, so philosophy is this flowing ebb and, you know, ebb and flow back and forth um, sort of uh, perspective of, of, um, of, of thought. So, um, you know, it, during the time of Zeno, um, he came up in this post-Alexandrian world. So the, the Alexander the Great's empire was fragmented into di different sections, different kingdoms. Um, so it was a rise of uh, city-states, you know, each with its own cultural blend. But Athens was the epicenter of all of it. It's significant of, of the hub of knowledge uh, and philosophical disclosure really helped him um, start his school of philosophy. So... <clears throat> Um, you know, there were other competing schools, Epicureanisms, hedonistic teachings, cynicism's disdain for social norms, and the Platonic tradition of abstract ideals, you know, played an influence on sort of how Zeno would sort of define Stoicism. And, you know, he was the founder of Stoicism, and the... Stoic, Stoic Logos is the universal reason or divine principle for permeating all existence. So Logos um, could be uh, aligned with the definition we talk about is in Taoism. You know, they say the all reason or the all divine principle is Tao. Um, so we could align that very closely with Sto uh, Logos. But how, you know, our role in, in humanity is aligning oneself with the Logos to achieve the eudaimonia or the fulfillment. So very much um, similar to what we talk about in Eastern philosophy. But the three-part division of philosophy is the physics, the study of nature, the cosmos, and embracing the determinism, the logic, the emphasis on clear thinking, critical analysis, and the nature of knowledge. And then the ethics, the guide, guidance on living virtuously, and focusing on the internal virtues over the external circumstances. But with an emphasis on virtue, the four cardinal virtues are wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. And the Stoic belief is that virtue is the sole good. The external events are indifferent. They don't matter because they are not what is within our control. So the uh, concept of building an inner fortress is an idea of an invulnerable inner self, unaffected by external adversities. Um, you know, and a lot of this Stoic belief is developing the inner resilience and um, of our own inner being and our own inner soul. So Zeno 
established the Stoa Poikile, meaning um, its and its uh, cultural significance. Um, it really became the epicenter of Stoic thought, and some of the key uh, successors um, and expanded uh, aspects of this ended up being uh, the Clenthes, the Hymn to Zeus, and Exploration of Stoic Piety, and the Chrysippus, uh, his prolific writings and the role of shaping Stoicism into a systematic philosophy. So really taking some of the teachings and building it into a system so that it was uh, able to be replicated and shared. But of course, we saw this, you know, his biggest um, influence, of course, comes with his, uh, the, the Roman adoption and adaption, which would come with Seneca, the fusion of Stoicism and the Roman statecraft and personal reflections, Epictetus from the slave teacher to the Stoicism's universal appeal, and probably the most profound was Marcus Aurelius, uh, Stoicism from the emperor's perspective, blending the duty and introspection. And think about how the progression of that from Seneca, you know, putting together uh, Stoicism with Roman statecraft and personal reflections, so marrying the two, statecraft and personal, then Epictetus, um, you know, <clears throat> being, be, you know, being a slave and coming to becoming a teacher. And then of course, Marcus Aurelius from the top down from the emperor's perspective. So they, they match so well, you know, the Seneca blended them together. Epictetus, you know, brought it from an, a, a very low class slave to, you know, to te being able to teach it. And then Marcus Aurelius from as an emperor being able to reflect on the, uh, at the top level of a state um, down. So, um, you know, these are timeless natures um, that have existed, and a lot of its foundation we owe to Zeno and his, um, his really defining Stoicism as it is today. But these are just ideas that were built off of other ideas, and I think it's just kind of neat to explore, you know, how these things kind of ebb and flow back and forth together. So, um, yeah, that was just a, a quick introduction to Zeno, and I uh, wanted to dive a little bit deeper into his background and how it sort of all ties together. Uh, I'm going to dive into the other philosophers. I think on Monday we will uh, go into Seneca and talk a little more in detail on his fusion of Stoicism with uh, Roman statecraft and personal reflections and see if we can't merge these things together a little bit more and uh, continue our storyline of the Stoic uh, series and learn a little bit more from the Stoics and some of their specific um, approaches to uh, philosophy. So I hope this was uh, helpful to you in understanding a little bit deeper about the origins of Stoicism uh, as it's defined today. And uh, I hope you have yourself a fantastic Friday and a fantastic weekend. And we'll see you again next time.